Good morning, my friend. Good evening, my friend. Can you hear me? <laughs> Again. Oh, you know, that, that, was, that one was manufactured. So I could hear you before. I don't think you could hear me. I said, hold on, I'm going to take that first sip of coffee. And then we, we missed it. So now, second time through, I'm caffeinated. This is almost rehearsed. I just, I don't know. Crazy stuff. We'll roll with it, though. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Uh, I'm waking up still because, you know, I overslept. <laughs> I um I have, so like we typically record at 4.30 my time here and I set my yeah. alarm for five, but I very rarely ever sleep till five. And then on Thursday night, I just need to remember to go and like bump my alarm back to four. I did not do that last night. And it was funny because <laughs> like I woke up. And I, I saw the direct deposit that I got paid, which is awesome. And then, and then I was like, I smiled and I'm like, oh, podcast. So then I opened up Instagram and was like, are we on? I'm like, yep, five minutes. So um, <laughs> I, I literally rolled out of bed like this today. So uh, well, welcome. Welcome to Thank your you. podcast. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate I, anytime. It, it's so funny because I know like – I won't push for at least 10 minutes because I know sometimes you yeah. wake up, you're going to have a look at my stories or you're going to whatever, make your coffee. I'm like, okay. And when we got to 15 minutes, I went, yeah. this, this is a bit longer than normal. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I just went, yeah, he slept in. <laughs> well, this, I, I love this too. You're like, I give you a little bit of time to, you know, watch my stories and then you go with like the other things, possibly make coffee, possibly do other stuff. <laughs> normally, yeah, normally your, your stories there are, uh, are number one, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, but you also look at the, um, the time that we do this and I was, I was kind of running in my head. I'm like, shoot, we could still do like an hour. Like this is going to be a norm. This will just be a standard podcast. But yeah, it was, I appreciate that you're, uh, that you're flexible with me, but then I, I said to Stacy, I was like, oh, I'm late for the podcast. She's like, how late? <laughs> I was like, eh, about 20 minutes, but it'll be fine. So, Because <laughs> I'm chill. That's how I roll. Well, you are chill. And we at, at various points have done like two and three hour podcasts. So like an hour, we just, you know, that's like, that's easy for us. It's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'm I'm very excited that I, I think we're going to get our snap streak finally together going because I'm going to be I'm I'm enjoying Snapchat man I'm loving it I am committed to the streak if you are I am even when you shame me for sending you snaps that just say streak on them but I I think I can find other stuff to talk about most of the time <laughs> but I just I will I just will never forget that time you're like did you just send me a snap <laughs> Solely to keep a streak alive. I'm like, Snapchat is right. I mean, don't worry. Just, I I, yeah. I call everybody out and stuff like that though. Yeah. I will call Louise out if she sends me a picture of her dogs, yeah. and I'm like, you literally just sent that to everybody. I'm not <laughs> special. Do you call uh, Do you call Willie out on his TikToks now? Yeah. <laughs> now, did you? I I feel like because I think it's pretty common knowledge that you just can mass send messages on there but like i feel like we talked about it on the podcast and you might like did you know he was sending these to other people or did you think it was just going to you at first well at first i thought it was just me because like realistically i sent him stuff but i sent him stuff that 
I think he'll enjoy and that he'll get. And, and so quite honestly, I sent him either stuff on dads with daughters. Yeah. Or I'll send him like body positivity stuff or I'll send him weight loss stuff or, or you know, stuff like that. And, and, um, or, and every now and then I'll just send him something that I think is really powerful. Yeah. But what I send him and what I send Louise are different things. You know, like I will send her something that's, you know, about dogs and, you know, very, very rarely does the same TikTok go to more than one person for me. You personalize the experience. I personalize my sharing. Yes, you do. That's the kind of girl I am. I don't feel like a lot of people are getting Fiona at the zoo shares in their DMs like I am. Which I oh, okay. Okay. So I will be, I will be honest with the Fiona thing because we did talk about Fiona club. It's a good thing I'm sitting down. Okay. Tell me what's well, up. Well, we talked about Fiona for the podcast and then I mentioned it in my stories and I said, Hey, if you want to be part of the Fiona club, let me know. So I will admit to you that you get it, but so does four other people. Oh my gosh. Who's in the Fiona club? Willie Gill. Willie Gillis is in the Fiona club. Okay. And then um, Louise. Okay. And then just two other people that um, requested to be in the Fiona Club. But you're but you're keeping their identities secret on this podcast. Oh, I just don't know if they like. I don't know them well enough to talk about them on a podcast and know lo- that they okay. are comfortable with. Understood. Them. Understood. So they are like they are Fiona level. They're Fiona level friends, members, whatever. Okay. Yes. Understood. 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 So, well, and that's a very important, you know, you, you have to have, when it comes to social media, you, you have to have levels of, of access. And I was talking to somebody this week and it's, it's funny how, um, I mean, you'll have people that, that, um, message you and then they're, they're very surprised that like, they don't, that, they expect to have like all of your attention, I guess is the best way of. Oh, it of drives putting... me crazy. <laughs> it's like, it dude, drives me mental because you know how bad I yeah. am at messaging. Yeah. Well, just... I'll tell you, and oh, man, yeah, I'll tell, tell you me. another, I'll tell you another thing. Like, um, in this, okay. So like, I, this is going to, you may make fun of me of this for this, but you might, you might rip off the bandaid <laughs> and just tell me. Well, like, Okay. I'm more than happy to help people out. Like I, I, I like talking to people on their podcast. I like doing collaborations. I, I like all this stuff, but like I need notice and I've had actually yeah, a couple instances. You value organization. Yes. Well, I've, and I'm busy too. So like um, I've had a couple instances this week where people are like, um, will you help with this? I said, yes. And I get, a message the next day. Hey, we're live in five minutes. I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> Doesn't work that that's way. That's just, yeah. That's like, I I, mean, do you know, do you know what? And, and at risk of these people being people that listen to our podcast, I, that's just bad menace. Well, and, and what I say is like, again, so there's two sides. I, I, res- I, I always respect the hustle from anyone. As a matter of fact, and I'm going to jump back into something else, come back to this. Last night we did a live and um, 
Joey Joey came in there late and I was teasing him because he came in and he's like, when is he's like, because I was in there with Amber Abels. He's like, when are you going to be on my podcast, Abels? And she's like, we'll do it soon. And then I, I'm like talking. I'm like, hey, Joey, I said I was going to be on your podcast, too. And then like within 10 seconds, says, wait a minute. Did you just come in here to book a couple guests for your podcast? Because <laughs> It totally worked. But like. You know, I, I, uh, and, and I told, like, I told these, these individuals this as well. I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I said, I just need a week's notice. And that's, that's typically how I do things. Like, if you let me know when something's going to happen, and that's why, you know, uh, Willie makes fun of the, of the calendar app that I use, but I use that so, like, I can know what I'm doing now. Um, and it, it helps keep me organized. But yeah, I just, yeah, you gotta, you have to respect your time too. So like you, you can't just be like, yes, 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 yes. And then, cause I honestly, like when I got those messages, I still, there was a, a part of me that felt a little guilty that I couldn't do it, but I had to like stop myself in the moment and say, no, there was, there's no way. Like you literally had other stuff going on and there was no notice. So. So it comes back to the similar conversation that we've had many times, which is, mm-hmm. It is completely healthy and normal for adults to have boundaries. It's a good thing to have boundaries and to be aware of what your boundaries are and your limits are. And we put those in place for for self-preservation. Or we should put those in place for self-preservation. And so it's it's realistic that I am somebody who's always in the office early I generally will check my email when I go in, but if I'm there early, I won't start, you know, I I drink my damn water. I don't start my work early unless I have to, like unless I've got an abundance and I know it will ease my anxiety to start early. But i got to tell you, I finish work at 5 o'clock and at 4.59 I shut down my computer. Yeah, you have to. That's my time. You have to. Exactly, right? And it's healthy. So, um. I, I, I like that you have a calendar app. I have a photographic memory, so I tend to remember things. The one thing I never, ever remember that I have to use my calendar app for is my hairdressing appointment. I will always remember what date. I never, ever, ever remember what time. And bless Stephen, because the options are very limited. It's either 5.30, 6 or 6.30. That's what time the appointment yeah. is. It's always a Wednesday evening. I don't want to risk showing up at 5.30 for a 6.30 appointment. But I also don't want to show up at 6 o'clock for a 5.30 appointment. And he was so patient with me for a long time. And in the end, I've just, I now, like, he's got me set up so I get text message reminders. But, again, it's understanding your limits, your boundaries, things that you need. To me, I'm a very flexible, easygoing person. Um, my workday is never rigid. Right. Um, unless I have specific things booked in, and then I am rigid only for the amount of time that those things take. I am very flexible around what I will do in my workday or what I have, like, you know, can you help me with this? Well, I can't help you with that right now, but I can help you with that at 2 o'clock. Yeah. Okay, yep, great. Um, but... I and and just like I'm willing to come on here and do a podcast with you and have no set topic, I always need to feel that there is some sort of direction. So if I do a podcast with somebody, I need an idea of 
what kind of way we're going to do it. Is it going to be more formalized? Is it going to be more casual? What's on what's on the table? What's yeah. off the table? Well, in these podcasts, these were much more formal in the beginning. If you guys go back and listen to the first few, yeah. um, the first one's funny because it was like just us figuring out how to talk to each other and yeah. not interrupt all the time. But like, um, yeah, it, it's they, they were very much laid out. We had a couple topics. And then over time, you just you realize it's almost like, hey, let's just pull a couple of ideas out of the bag of topics, which has is so expansive at this point that we really can talk about pretty much any and all things. That's um, it. I've, and and I, I do apologize that at the first thing, because I was half awake, I'm like, so how are you? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, shit, you never asked that within the first two minutes. Stop it. So <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm learning. Uh, but yeah, you know, your boundaries are extremely important. I even have this time now because like in my, in, in my calendar, I have everything blocked off for when I'm at work. And then when I get off work, I actually have two hours in there that I have blocked as my downtime every day. So now sometimes there are things that I decide to do that cut into that downtime, but there's never anything that I do that lasts longer than say 30 to 45 minutes. So I'm still getting at least an hour and a half every day where it just might be me watching you know watching stuff on youtube or uh, i even like when i snapped when i snapped you last night i'm like i literally come in sometimes and just look at the ceiling like just mm-hmm. to chill so you know that that might be my uh, that might be my downtime too now i do want to say because you sent me you sent me a um, an igtv of from james smith oh my james. gosh i i love this man i i've like i started following his stuff and i'm i'm like i'm watching his stuff i'm like yeah exactly this is so, so- so my first perspective of James Smith was not a positive one. Okay. Not at all. Um, okay. And this was from a few years ago, probably two or three years ago, to be honest. Um, and he was talking about bariatric surgery. Okay. And what I think he has gotten better at over time is explaining what his words mean. Okay. Because I'm, I have a habit of doing it too, where I'll throw things out and you'll go, okay, what do you mean by that? And then I'll go into detail. Whereas he didn't have that buffer to say, what do you mean by that? And so basically when I've gone back and re-looked at things that I had an issue with, it wasn't so much that he had a problem with people having bariatric surgery. It was more that he had a problem that that was the only option that people were being given or that people were being sort of told. And I actually can vouch for this because I did have a surgeon once tell me that it was Oh, you know, you lose weight so easy. It'll just come off like that. I had a surgeon, not my surgeon, but a surgeon once said that to me when I was in hospital for a completely unrelated thing. Welcome to being obese and going to hospital for normal things and then always bringing it back to your weight. But anyway, <laughs> well, so I really, but I sent you that because yeah. that actually caused quite an uproar in the body positivity movement. I'm sure it did. And I actually... I I completely agree with everything he said in that move, in that in that IGTV. So a a couple of things. Um one I think and and if you can find that that clip that that kind of set you off a couple of years ago, I would love to see it because yeah. I I do think one, I think it was actually before there was IGTV. I think it was just an Instagram just like story. An Instagram so it's story. probably not around anymore, but I'll Oh, it. okay. 
Okay. So, like, but the thing that I always, when I try to do, like, a solo podcast episode or if I'm talking about something very specific on an IGTV, I try to lay out what I want the main point to be first. And if it's something, if it's something that is kind of a hot button thing, I'll tie into the why before I get into any, I mean, cause like the rants, the, the rants are what get people going like that. That's what get people fired up, you know, yeah. good or bad. And like you, you get into that and, and sometimes you'll, you know, you'll, the thought process is let's get right into it because if somebody's scrolling, you don't have that much time. But I've I have found that the best thing to do is to give the meat of just in a plain direct way, give the information first, tie in anything that you need to tie in because yeah, there are some things that uh, if you don't clarify, um, you're gonna get you know people you're you're either going to turn people off or you're gonna get people turning against you uh, very quickly. So it's best to do that early. But yeah, I I and kudos to to you for coming back eventually. I don't know how long you were, you were uh, upset by what he said, but like, it's very easy for, because you have so much options as far as what you can consume content wise. Like if somebody says something you don't like, you can just, you know, you can just be done with them. But I, I always think it's, it's, it's neat to see when somebody starts doing this kind of stuff or if they've been doing it for a while, but you still see how they kind of continue to evolve over time because you'll, you'll see, yeah, you'll see what seem like subtle differences. But then if you go back and watch old content, you'll be like, Oh wow. They've, they've really, you know, like they've grown as a creator. And not just that they've grown as a creator, but you've also grown as a person. Yes. And so I have to look at it as, you know, from very different perspectives, it is, when I first watched anything of his, it was probably three years ago. I wasn't really that long out of surgery. Right. I was probably defensive about it. It was probably around the time that I started having to actually work for any weight loss. And so I was defensive about the fact that I'd had to have weight loss surgery to lose weight. That I wasn't able to do it on my own. And here I was listening to this guy basically say, oh, well, it's easy. You've done it the easy way. Amongst other things, right? And um, and so that's part of it. But I've also changed a lot as a person. I have realised the flaws in having weight loss surgery as much as the gains of having weight loss surgery. Um, and I have changed as a person. He has developed as a person. And I think that that's a really important thing. Um, I think if we don't watch anything that challenges us, we don't get an opportunity to be better or to work out where we stand on things. It comes from that whole idea of, um, you know, we talk, we talk about how everyone's, everyone's free to have their opinion. Freedom of speech does not mean freedom of consequences. This is true. And so his consequence at having that opinion so vocal so long ago was he lost a large portion of his audience. I think any personal trainer who doesn't think that at least 10% of their clientele has had bariatric surgery and not told them about it is kidding themselves, is kidding themselves. There are a lot of people that have it. There are a lot of people that hide it, and they are usually the people that fall into that spectrum of obese but just, you know, Um and they, and they don't tell people because they fall into that category where they're likely to get criticised because, oh, well, it's only 50 pounds. You could have done that on your own. 
It's only, you know, it's only 30 kilos. You could have done that on your own. And, and so I myself know at least three or four people that have these, these personal trainers that think that they're the best thing, that their diet's the best thing, that have no idea that the person has had bariatric surgery. Because when you're smaller as well, the weight doesn't come off as fast as it does for when you're bigger. So it, quick, quick question of clarification. So when you think, you said the trainer thinks that their diet's the best thing, their program's the best thing. Are we talking about the person that's had the surgery, like they're the ones that are on the plan, they're the ones that are following through? And <laughs> that's what the trainer through. thinks. The trainer thinks that that person is just making okay. healthy food choices so following the, the, the exercise of, program. So the point of clarification I wanted to make is like, because you also have the trainer that thinks and coach that literally thinks their philosophy is the best one. No, I I didn't mean that. I just mean that I think, yeah, I think any trainer that thinks that every client that they've got that has had bariatric surgery has told them that they've had bariatric surgery is in denial. There are a lot of secret sleevers out there. Um, Is that what they're known as secret sleevers? Secret sleevers, that's what we call them, yeah. Gotcha. Um, and, um, and look, I, that's something I'm not going to get into right now because I have different opinions on that. Okay. Um, I, 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 depending on which day of the week it is. <laughs> Sometimes I'm all for it. Yeah, do what you want to do. Like, I was so big that it was never going to be a secret, right? It was going to always be completely obvious. Like, oh, wow, Rachel, you're 500 pounds. And all of a sudden, you're 300 pounds. That was quick. Well, I, right? I think as far as if somebody decides to share whether or not they've had surgery, I, I kind of look at that I, the way I feel about it um, is like, it's kind of like with what people do on social media and what we're talking about, which is boundaries, which is, you know, if, if you don't want to share that publicly, okay, cool. Now on the flip side, don't then go out and say that you have done all this through perfect diet and exercise. Um, no, Perry, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly how I feel. Personally, I think boundaries, keep whatever you want to yourself yes. All good, do whatever you like. Yes. But I know at least three people in my real life who have had bariatric surgery who literally have said that they have natural weight loss. Yeah, that's that's bad. And I have and I take issue with it. I I take issue with it because I was that girl and one of them was actually a really, really close friend of mine that lied to my face about it. So I take issue to it. Yeah. Um, because I was that girl that tried everything. Yeah. And what I've come to realize is that somebody, say, like Logan, who loses it naturally, that's rare. It is. That loses that amount of weight and maintains it. I think he's been maintaining that for three years now or close to. Um, That's really rare. And that takes an unbridled amount of discipline to do when you have binge eating when you have been that level of obese yeah but yeah so with james smith i so the igtv in question is the fact uh that cosmopolitan has put different body types on their cover and i am very much of the opinion that you can be confident and love your body and be sexy and aware of the skin that you're in no matter what size you are 
Yes. That's body positivity. But health, health, health is a different thing. Yep. Now, I can tell you that in terms of measurements of health, cholesterol, sugar level, blood pressure, um, glucose level, all of these things, I am in perfect health. However, I will never, ever, 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 ever tell you that I am healthy or I am an example of healthy because my body mass is such that my heart, even though I don't have any arrhythmias, even though my heart rate is normal, I view it as it's normal for now because it works a lot harder to pump the blood all the way around my body than it would if I was 50, 100 pounds lighter. And so this question of health versus body positivity, and so what I took away from the IGTV is that James was very much for the, yes, we're not going to persecute anybody for their body. We are very much about body positivity. Body positivity is a great thing, but body positivity and health are two different things. Yeah. Would you say that that's what you got from it too? That's what I got. And the way that I, I summarize this, because I, I've i actually became, like, one of my biggest, my biggest hurdles right now is getting people to accept that right now where they are, like, that they should have what we're talking about is body positivity. You should have, yes, you hear self-love all the time. You should be confident. And you should be proud of who you are as an individual because, like, you should set the standard. And I even <clears> – <throat> I did – and, and um, you know, the way that I summarize this is happy at any size, how you should feel, and healthy at any size are two very different things. Yes. Um, so that's, that's kind of been how I've summarized this. Now, I've gone to the – like, I'm – I – Rachel, I believe like so much of, of all of this, of all these insecurities that we have come down to the lack of self-confidence. And I, I, I really, you know, faking it till you make it, I don't like. Um, but I even <laughs> went as far yesterday, like the, the title of the, my podcast I did was you should think you're the sexiest person alive, like as an individual. And because when people will say, oh, my gosh, you know, this person that looks like this, like how do they carry themselves this way? Or they look like this. How do they carry themselves this way? I, I would say just judging by like how we carry ourselves we're pretty damn impressed with who we are as individuals, correct? Both you and I. I would say about ninety percent of the time that's I knew we, I knew we were I knew we were going to get into that. So, like, yeah. It, so here's here's the thing: when you're a genuinely confident person, you still have those moments in your head where you're where you're insecure about a number of different things that will like creep up from from, you know, what's going on in your life or how you view a situation. So it is never a 100% absolute, but like in general, like you're a pretty confident person, right? Yes. Okay. So, and that's how, can you, can you explain that confidence? Like, can you explain how you feel about yourself and the things that you like about yourself? I think the way that... The way that I do it, the way that I work with confidence Mm -hmm. is that I work from the inside out. I love this, yes. So 
<laughs> so I am in general, and I say in general because there are people that will tell you I'm the biggest bitch they've ever met. <laughs> I can see see how that could happen. I try to stay on one side of you, by the way. (laughs) Well, I'm actually, I'm not bitchy. I'm indifferent, which means I'm just get really quiet. Yeah. Um, But there are people that are going to tell you about that. And there are also going to be people that tell you that I'm the nicest person they've ever met. And you need to believe both of those people because they're they're both true. It's just dependent on how I interact with you and who I am with you. Right. Um, But I believe that in, for the most part, I am a very kind person. I try to lead with kindness. I am naturally positive minded. And I understand that not everybody is like that, that I, you know, I am disgustingly cheerful and I tend to be glass half full. That is my natural setting. We all have different natural settings but mine tends to gear towards the positive. I've always been a smiley person to the point where my mum used to say when I was little and I was sick that I used to have to tell my face that I was sick <laughs> because she would do my temperature and it would be through the roof, but I'd still have a smile on my face. I'm just, nat- I'm a natural smiler. People have natural, you know, people have resting bitch face. I have resting smile face. Um but it starts from the inside. I think if you know for the most part that you're a good person, that you're doing what you can and what, and what, what you can is entirely up to you. So for me, doing what I can means that for the most part, I do my job, I do it to the best of my ability. I work hard and I like to learn. I, I take care of myself because I am the most important person in my life. If I am not in good health, if I am not taking care of me, I cannot take care of anybody else. It starts with me. And how I do that is by drinking my damn water, by limiting the amount of caffeine I have, by getting my ass to the gym or to the pool and doing those things because that is what makes me feel like I am taking care of me. Everybody takes care of themselves in different ways. For a few weeks, they're taking care of me also included watching an awful lot of the only way Essex. I've since stopped watching that by the way, but anyway. Um, I'm, I'm sad to hear. And then, and then we progress from there, right? So once I've done that, then I start taking care of the people in my inner circle. Yes. And then whatever I have left goes further outwards. As long as I'm doing all of those things, I have no reason to not be confident. As long as my clothes feel comfortable when I put them on. And that's the thing, right? I love fashion. I love makeup. I am vain as fuck and I will own it. But I, I wear what I feel good in. I don't wear what people say I should wear. I literally wore a dress that was bright pink with jelly molds all over it or jello molds all over it the other day. And I felt like a freaking queen. And then the company that I got the dress from, they shared my, my story on their stories. It's amazing. Cool. But anyway. Always cool. Uh, yeah. But here's the thing. I felt like a queen all day in that dress. I felt hot. I felt sassy. I felt fun. It was colorful. It was me. 
I felt so good that I got home and I said, take a photo of me. And when I saw that photo, I went, oh, shit. I didn't look like that in my head. And that's when I told myself to shut the fuck up and post the picture. Because what that picture is about isn't what I'm seeing right now. Because what I'm telling you is that I look at photos of myself from four years ago that I used to hate and think, and now I think, damn, I look good. Your perspective on how you look is going to change every single day. What that photo represents is how I felt in that dress. And I felt freaking amazing. So I, I think, I think how you view yourself in your head is so important. I think that that is, is at the root of a lot of this. Um, I personally now, well, I didn't do it this morning cause I literally ran out of bed to get down here and make coffee and get this podcast going. But typically when I get up in the morning, I'll, um, I'll put my, Oh, cool. <laughs> I love your facial expression on this. You can totally tell that you're like, you're, you're that's hilarious. I am queen shit in that yeah. photo. That's, yeah, like, yeah. that's what you can that's tell. The, yes, that is the side, uh, that's the looking up sideways, I am the shit foot. That's hilarious. I've seen that face before. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I think, so like, for me, it's I, I throw on my workout shorts and then I walk into the bathroom and I, I wash my face and then I look at myself right in the face and I, I give my, you know, like I kind of give myself the, the once over and I'm just like, damn, you look good. Like, you know, and I, I say it every morning and I start looking at things like I, I try to pick things out that I'm really admiring about myself. And you see people physically go the, like go the other way, like picking themselves apart physically. It's like, well, let's just find the stuff that we really like. And then, so that's really helped. Um, But yeah, it's, it's this entire, it's this inside out thing. It's having self, self self-awareness is what we're talking about here too. So confidence, but confidence comes from knowing like, who you are and knowing what your boundaries are um, with, with people and just things in general. Um, But yeah, I, I think, I think confidence is, is really, if people actually have confidence in themselves, a lot of this stuff falls into place. A lot of this insecurity, it really does stuff. Like it's just, it's such a powerful thing. So, um, but I, I do think, um, healthy in any size and happy at any size are two different things. And you don't need to be healthy in the moment to be happy. Um, because, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Some of the best moments of my life yeah. were when I was 500 and something pounds and I actually could, couldn't really walk or I couldn't really go anywhere, but I still had amazing moments. I still had happy moments. You know, it's, we're not we're not limited by health to be happy my father spent five years of his life with a cancer that was eating him away and having chemotherapy that they basically said if it doesn't kill the cancer it's going to kill you and he had so many happy and amazing moments health doesn't always dictate happiness 
And we can't always just associate health with weight, right? Where we say, oh, well, then, you know, oh, I'm not healthy because of this. Well, yeah, but then there are a lot of, it's, you can't, you can't delay happiness for when you're satisfied with the way you look. Because what if you're never satisfied with the way you look? You see it. You see these beautiful, natural-looking people that one day end up looking like a tiger because they've had so much plastic surgery because they weren't happy with the way that they looked, that every time they got a nose job, they got another nose job. They got a chin job. They got butt implants. They got breast implants. And there is nothing wrong with wanting to change your appearance. That's not what I'm saying. True. But what I'm saying is chasing the idea of feeling like you will be perfectly satisfied with the way you look on the outside is never going to happen. Drew Barrymore put up a video earlier this week that I just wanted to applaud her for where she said, you know what, I indulged over Christmas and you can tell because what you guys see is the front of this outfit, but I'm going to show you. And she turned around and they'd had to put a piece of stretchy elastic belt on the back of the skirt that didn't do up because she'd had Chris, like she'd enjoyed her Christmas, right? And she'd gone up that, that amount of size that when she went to host her show, her pants or her skirt or whatever she was wearing didn't fit. She's like, but we're not feeling the guilt because I enjoyed my break. What I will tell you is that when I saw that picture of me in that pink dress and I had a moment and I thought, wow, that's not how I thought I looked in that. And then I thought, you know what? No, we're going to focus on how I feel and I'm going to post it anyway. The next day, I came home wearing a dress that I also felt pretty damn fabulous in. And this is the marker, ladies. Wear the dress that you feel fabulous in, okay? And I came home and I got playful and I said, take a photo and I flicked my skirt up in the air and the company shared that picture on their page. Why? Because... This is is the one from like a week ago. Ah, no, this is a... that That one was shared by them on their stories. The one okay. that's on my story today was shared by the company on their page. Hang on, I'm going to see if I can find you there. This picture they shared on their page. Because the whole day I walked around in this dress that flicked and made, like, it just flicked. Oh, yeah. and, uh, no, this, and is, this, is the one, this is the one I was talking about because I, I remember seeing this. Yeah. And so that's where that came from because I went, I'm going to live with the feeling of what I feel like in this outfit. Today I wore a yellow T-shirt and black trousers to work, but I felt cute as fuck. You got it. It starts on the inside. And if you're not liking who you are on the inside, please talk to somebody. Yeah. Because it's okay. Like, so it's, there's, there's this beautiful song slash poem called Honey and Glass. And it's about this, this girl who grew up looking at the beautiful girls, wanting to be one of them, wondering what it would be like to feel like one of them. And then there's a line where she says, it doesn't matter what you look like or how much you weigh. It's just that these girls, they know they're okay. And that's, you know, there's a beauty in knowing your place in the world. And that's what it is. If you, if you don't like who you are all the time, 
that's a problem. And that's not just weight. That's that's more than weight. If you're not liking who you are all the time, that is not how we're supposed to feel. So I, th- I think two things with this. Um, one, all of the stuff that you try to do on the outside, if you don't work on what's going on inside your head, it's never going to be enough. And I want to reiterate just what you said about like uh, about plastic surgery about and about even like trying to lose weight. It's fine provided you've already you're already starting to work with what's going on in your head first, mm. because if you do that. Or even simultaneously, it can be a continuous it, journey. It, it, is, it is a continuous, well, and, and so like, you know, the, the confidence thing, as we both talked about, like it's an ongoing thing and getting to a point where you're 90%, you know, where you're confident with who you are 90% of the time is a major victory. And you may start at like, you, you might be like, this is the first positive thought I've ever had about myself. Cool. You work with that. The other thing that I will call out, and you said, you know, talk to somebody I went and I mentioned this on a podcast yesterday. Like, I went to a counseling uh, consult when I was 27, 28 years old. And then I had like one session and then I didn't go back. But I think, had I finished those sessions, like a couple months of counseling would have probably shaved a couple years off of this process of me like figuring out who I was and being happy with who I am. Cause like, it eventually happened, but like I was, I was well into my thirties before it really started to click. And even yeah, then, even now, yeah, I mean, even then and even now, it's a, it's an ongoing thing, and you're always going to have times where you slip back. So yeah, I, I, I definitely, I'm, I'm a huge advocate as of, of counseling anyway, but I think especially for stuff like this because there's so much baked into how we view ourselves. So like while on the surface, you know, set the standard you know, be a fan of who you are. Is that the solution? Yeah. Is that hard as shit to do? Absolutely. So the song that I was telling you about, the Honey and Glass song. Yeah. The part that I was actually trying to think of that I couldn't think of is this bit. And I feel like this, this is the bit that applies to me where I am now. Everyone has their highs and their lows. The nights you spend crying, believe me, I know. I don't want to be these girls for beauty or fame, but for the confidence they have in their own damn name. Do I have bad days? Yeah. Do I have days where I don't want to leave the house? Yeah, not as as often. I mean, generally now if I don't want to leave the house, it's just because I don't want to put a bra on. But, (laughs) But, you know, it... There's something to be said for the way that you're when when you start to really like who you are, your mind starts to look at things differently. So, the last three or four days, no, actually, so since Sunday, every time I've done my makeup since Sunday, I've looked at my makeup and gone, Oh, it looks kind of patchy, maybe it's the makeup. And yesterday, I had me an epiphany where I went, Actually, it's my skin, and it's because I've been really sunburnt and I'm really dry. And I'm really dehydrated. I need to drink more water. And Rachel, 10 years ago, would have been like, oh, my God, my skin's awful. Why doesn't makeup ever look so good on me? It's the, There is a time when your logical brain will kick in. And if you were okay with who you are as a person most of the time, the logical brain is more likely to talk to you 
about things where you go, <laughs> I probably should drink some more water, she said as she takes another sip of her iced coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's um, it's 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 getting to that logic and, and the whole logic versus emotion thing, especially when it comes to weight loss where every everybody wants to say that it's gonna that it's well this is science and science backs this up and you know doctors say this and nutritionists say this and it's like at the end of it we eat what we want because like like we're emotional like we we're not these robots or these machines like we make the choices we make just you know a lot of times out of reactions to emotions like just happens it's the way it is that's it. I thought I would take a sip of my water too because I've been down in coffee this morning. <laughs> I um so I got good news yesterday. Okay. Do tell. You're only the second person that I've told. I just realized that. I spoke to my doctor yesterday because uh so so basically I've been having regular blood tests. We keep having, we've, we've kept having to up the medication every time the medication gets upped. Yeah. My mouth reacts. And yesterday he rang me and he went, we're good. And I'm like, we're good. And he's like, yeah, I mean, you can't lower the dosage. You've got to keep taking the dosage that you're on. But we're but good you guys now. Have found, that's good. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, we just keep an eye on it. He goes, if you feel tired, you need to call me. But for now, we're okay. I'm like, okay. Um, and I'm like, so good news. And he's like, yeah. And I've gone, so it only took us four months to get good news. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I'm going, okay. Okay, good. So. I don't have to go for another blood test now for another two months unless I start to feel tired and then we've got to go for another blood test because the pendulum can swing Yeah. from not enough to too much and back again. But for now we're in a sweet spot. So he told me that this will help me be able to lose weight. It will help me be able to limit the amount of aches and pains and the and and what's funny is that I actually had more energy and I didn't even realize it, that I just was doing things like cleaning my house and not contemplating the fact that it used to take me a week to do the things that are now taking me two hours to do. Um, and then I'm getting annoyed when the house isn't clean. So <laughs> It's an endless cycle. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, you are, you are literally the second person. That is wonderful news. That I've told. That's awesome. I'm I'm glad that it's been figured out because yeah you you have been um, you've been trying different doses and different things and it's it's yeah it's really 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 interesting uh, effects on that. But no, I'm I'm glad to hear it. So me too. It's good, to, it's good to feel like yourself, right? It is. It is really good. As we drink coffee. Yeah, we've done all right, my friend. We're you know we were late to start, but I think we've gone a bit strong. I got a bit ranty pants somewhere in the middle. Think, yeah, those well those those rants when those um yeah we're we're always one well, yeah we're usually good for a couple of rants and get us to talk about confidence and get us to talk about you know some uh, 
some of the hot buttons within the um, weight loss community. We uh, we tend to go, we tend to go. So it's it's you know, but it's it's nice, and I I, I really. I appreciate that we can do these without any real topic, uh, yeah. any real direction. Like it just speaks to, um, it just speaks to like how long we've been doing this and how well we communicate with each other and how well we kind of know each other's tendencies, even though I still slip up and ask you how you're doing right away when I should not be doing that. Well, to be fair, we've now learned, uh, Mr. Perry, that, if things aren't good, we tend to send the message beforehand saying this topic is off limits today. That that is true. Yeah, we we that does happen ahead of time, um, and and will kind of like you know we shift, but um, but yeah, I mean in general, and see the thing is is like, <clears throat> and and I kind of have this reputation of like doing everything and like kind of on on like on the fly on all this. But the thing is, is if it's the first time I've ever done any type of work with you, I am a lot more structured and a lot more laid out because you can't just go into something where you haven't, you know, put something together with somebody and be like, uh-huh, what are we going to do? But like, if it's, if it's with you, if it's with Willie, you know, it's, uh, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's easy. So That's it. Cause you know us now. That's true. So, but no. Another uh, another good episode. We do need a question. What's our question this week? Oh. I'm trying to think. Have Ooh. we ever done, done a question along the lines of... Um, tell us tell us a thing that when you wear it you feel like you know damn yeah oh uh you're con- i i don't know that we have but yeah we can totally ask about the confidence outfit the confidence what's outfit your good, like yeah that. what's your go to confidence outfit what's your like go to confidence outfit done gonna, and i will double this as my question to the the folks on my text platform cuz i've been doing like question of the day things uh just to kind of get them engaged and like so yeah, but I, I think that's that's good. We'll do that. Conversations going. Like, so remember, folks, boundaries are healthy. Boundaries yes. are good. Yes. Confidence outfits are a must. And if it's pink with jelly molds, bonus points. Just saying. Now you're trying to influence people's decisions, but okay, it's fine. So it's like a super cute dress, so I don't feel bad about that. Okay, okay. fair <laughs> enough. We'll, we'll, we'll roll with it. So awesome. Well, this was fun as always. And, always. Uh, we'll do it again next week on time, by the way. Oh, will we? Will we, Mr. Perry? <laughs> yeah, when I get to Mr. <laughs> Perry, I don't know. The, the doubt creeps in. No, we'll, we'll, but, Never but, doubt. Uh, it was always, it's always fun with you. Yes. Likewise. We have a blast doing these. So, all right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Take care, my friend. You too.